What's that? It's Bronx, New York, the other side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they built that shit, boy. Never seen a house in the Bronx. <laughs> like, like, nigga. How long before we up? We up? <laughs> All right, and we're back, season two, man. Let's get it, man. Everybody give it up for season two. New Jack Thriller City is going down in a major way, man. It's your boy, Jack Thriller, and have we got a great show for you today. Man, yo, I'm, I'm over here with two ghetto legends right now, man. You know what I'm saying? These guys right here, man, uh, Two of my closest friends, man. Yo, whenever I need some studio time, I'm always calling my boy uh, uh, <laughs> King James Word. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know he yeah. got. The I didn't know you was that talented, bro. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, dog, you, you ain't heard my new shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't heard my new <laughs> man, shit. You ain't sent me nothing. <laughs> oh, bro. Hey, listen, we we got to talk. We got to work. We got some new th situations. That's a fact going on over here. And then I, you know, I, I'm listening to the new project that you got with Gibby. You've been talking about this for a minute now. Come on now. You know what I'm Come saying? On, the man. mighty Everybody, uh, 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 Goody Mo B, come on, man. Yo, get Goody up in this motherfucker, man. What's up, baby? How you doing, King Jack? Hey, yo, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on this show. I've been seeing you around. You know what I'm saying? I thought you was out here doing Vlad TV interviews out there, bitch. I mean, and what now? You, you, you everywhere right now. Well, we talking to get, that shit. I mean, we just trying to give people just an, another alternative yeah. than just following what the narrative is, bruh. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. You 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 room wrecking right now. <laughs> you room wrecking right now, man. You know, you know. One of the things that definitely touched my heart. I'm a, I'm one of the biggest Pac fans in the world, and those those untold Pac stories that you that you you put out there. Hey, bro. You know, I just want to salute you and thank you, man. Y'all give it up for Gibb, man. <laughs> give Goody. <laughs> Cause you 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 heard that. You heard it like real light. In the past and everything that you guys were friends mm -hmm. and everything, but when you go into intricate detail about those moments and whatnot, and it's like really paint the pictures, and I don't know if you you've ever talked about it to this extent. No, I I never really talked about. Uh, Is there any particular reason why? Because we come from the nineties, and you know, a lot of them times, you know, you was either there. Yeah, it wasn't no. Uh, internet, none of that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you was there and a lot of things happened that was real um, to the left of uh, being center, a lot of times you just didn't talk about them. 100%. I, mean? so, I can definitely dig it. You know, uh, you know we it, it was a lot different then. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the laws and how we carried ourselves mm -hmm. as a community was different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the reason why I hadn't spoke about it. it. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I'm glad you just said that right now because you just reminded me of a question I definitely wanted to ask you about, 
You know, people people wonder if is things are more dangerous now than they were then. And some people beg the difference and say, nah, it's always been like this, except the difference is You can see it. You can see it. Right, right. Yeah. It's on your phone. And then um no, it wasn't as bad uh now than it was back then. And I will give you a reason why, because it wasn't no cameras. See, when people got off back then, they knew it wasn't no cameras, so they did you real dirty. Right now, people do it, and they jump in the cat and scratch off down the street. Mm, mm, <laughs> so it's, mm. just, it's just the things that they doing right now. We look at it as like, how are you doing these crimes with so many cameras around? Mm. That's what my what, 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 what we would say where I'm at. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I just think it was a lot different back then because we still got to understand that the drug culture was new. So the thing of getting money and stuff like that, it was a, uh, it caused friction a lot faster, you know, because I think now these kids and what they doing and how they coming up, it's a lot different. You know, a lot of these kids ain't made means are prescription drugs. So <laughs> the, the, the danger of getting in trouble or having a violent, you know, you know uh, confrontation is just a lot less. You know, a lot of the stuff that's going on there is just these kids was locked up in the house playing video games, you know, GTA. And then when they let them out for a year, then everybody started doing what they were doing on the games in real life. Mm, mm. That's all. Because I just think a lot of this stuff ain't got nothing to do with no real beef. It's just like. It's senseless. It's just we, this is what this is how we've been kind of programmed mm. for the last. If you, if you say something to them, I'm going to get off on you. Mm. But at the same time, too, we see ain't nobody, ain't too many people getting off. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they 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 walking you down in a couple of months, you know what I mean? Because there's cameras everywhere. So mm-hmm. I just look at it like that. Um, no, those times, 85 to 93, ain't nothing uh, messing with that because it was it was mass murder then. Hey, hey bruh, and, and, and I be telling people all the time, too, and they don't believe me. Yo, ass whoopings was real, and they were going for the low. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> ass whoopings was half price. Yeah. I, I think. They was on clearance. <laughs> they were liquidating the ass. Yeah. I'm talking about nigga was stuffing yeah. you with boots on yeah. until, until your ears was touching. I try and tell people all the time, when I first started going to high school, man, you know, they were still initiating kids. So you you know that first night that ninth grade year it was like you was running the class it wasn't no walking <laughs> so so I just think that the times has changed a lot of these kids and grew up a lot different yeah sure enough sure a lot enough. different and back then I just think that uh, like you said man ass was was like that damn getting a sandwich it was like you said something wrong but it was like in your chest easy <laughs> and, easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then it was on top of we wasn't in the guns like that. No, you know what I mean. It was it was about can you fight? Can you fight? You know, so it was streets of rage. You remember yeah. streets of rage for Sega Genesis? Yes, sir. And, it was like that. And we were kids, and we used to watch that movie, the Lo- the uh, the Lost Boys and stuff like that. So it was more about us trying to trying to uh, you know get that manhood through 
beating somebody up, you know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the guns who came out. Who could fight the best? Yeah, who could fight who the best? You know, because everybody got up and went home. You, yeah, I would bleed, you know. I, nigga, no, no. bleed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is from that shit. This is from 90s ass whooping. Hey, now, you know, you, the world, one, one joke went too many. I Before Chris Rock, there was me. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Niggas was Will Smith and, and the shit out and, of me. And nigga. Jack, I, I can mm. believe that, boy. You had my partner two Chain hot for a good little minute, boy. You had you had chain hot on the south side, hey, boy. Hey, 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 man, listen, <laughs> <laughs> He know it, he know it too. He know hey, it too. Hey, That's why he laughing. Check this out. <laughs> hey, hey, man, hey, if I if I would have known that he wasn't on, if he was dead ass serious, <laughs> I would have stopped a long time ago. And it, like when I was when that nigga was saying what he was gonna do to me, I was like, oh my god, I gotta press charges on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This nigga's gonna kill me. <laughs> this nigga is mad for real. Can somebody tell him I'm just playing? Hey, Jack. Yeah. I think you the only one ever made change show. That, show that, the, yeah. You the only one Guinness made book of world change show the world exactly how he built. You yeah. know what I mean? You, yeah. you did. Only. You only. the only one. So you 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 got an award for that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, boy. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, bro, hey, listen, listen, it's funny because I'm, I'm, it's like, it's funny. This shit happened back in like two, uh, 2016. Yeah. And, but we, we, six years later. Yeah. What, what is it, seven years later? Yeah. Seven years later and whatnot. And um, when I see that, that footage, because it, it come up a lot now. Yeah. It comes up a lot now. Mm hmm. When I see that footage mm. of that nigga talking to me like that, I'm I'm seeing myself and I'm like, damn, I don't want to be that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mean. <laughs> hey, now, I remember my girl, I, the girl at the time, she was she was scared at the house, but she wouldn't stop listening to this nigga music. <laughs> she would play the nigga. I'm like, bitch, you want to kill her? He going to kill you too. If you with me, that nigga said, look at you and look at us. <laughs> Right. He talking about us. <laughs> he not going to fuck with you. Turn that shit off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, it was That's real. True. It was real, It was Jack. definitely real. Because like you just said, I ain't never seen a nigga get off like that too. But at that time, I was living in New York. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. I was living in New York and shit, and I was with 50 and, and whatnot. And I thought 50 was going to have my back about the shit. Mm-mm. And nigga, I, told, I, uh, uh, I was talking to 50 about the shit. He was like, Hey man, you better leave that nigga alone when you get jumped. <laughs> yeah. I man. said, hey man, what, man, what happened to G Unit? What? Man and man, what's death upon us? Mm-hmm. Hell no. He, he said, hey man, get, get two chains on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Get him on the phone. Mm-hmm. He had walked off with the phone. He came back. I was like, so what, what, what did he say? Yeah, so uh, I'm about to do the remix to Riding Around and I'm getting it the next week and shit. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, man. And I, I felt like I was done for. Hey, man. I, I knew I was in trouble thinking. Hey, man. God damn, Jack. Damn, I'm Jack. like, I'm never coming back to Atlanta. <laughs> you bet. You bet. You know. Hey, and, hey, and, no. and, and we on the south side right and, now. And we on the south side. Hold yeah, up. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. I was sorry about 17 times already. I'm like, hey, man, nigga, I... 
I'm handicapped. I can't. I don't have to charge <laughs> to the fullest extent. I tell on you. It ain't snitching if you you telling a nigga what a nigga did to you. Yeah. It ain't snitching if you. It's only snitching when you talking about another nigga. Oh, that what it is. Yeah, because niggas be like, man, you need to go handle that shit yourself and whatnot, and goddamn run down on that nigga. I'm not Batman. <laughs> 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 Nigga, I'm not kick ass. Yeah. This shit real life. You could die. You gotta let Thanks. some things ride. And the nigga so goddamn tall. Yeah. And the nigga reached so long. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't win. I don't fight. I don't get into fights if I know I can't win the fucking fight. Well, you know, you well, you, you from know, the same you from, you from the same street, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, listen. I didn't size it up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna lose this shit. I'm yeah, gonna you get cop out right now. And like, now you got it. You got it. You got it. Stop. Stop. So you loving your new show? You like Man, it? I love this new show, man. Uh, I'm really uh, excited about it and everything. And, um, when I heard y'all project, you know, like I said, I already knew James was was uh, talented and everything. And like I said, he been talking about working with you and to hear the finished product. product, uh, product and whatnot and see what y'all did. Mm. Like, I'm... I'm I'm, I thought it was one or two songs yeah. when you was talking about it, James. Mm-hmm. Like, how how you get a whole project up out of guilt? Shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How, how did we do it? Like, like it was just to me, it was just timing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we was already working together before, so we already had a working relationship. So I said, look, let's just do a little five piece mm-hmm. for the people, and here we go. Yeah, but the, but the, we started working on it like the the, the end of last year. And um, it took us about three or four months. We just was kind of like really slow with the process because Jane was like, he go a record right here. Then I go work on that. And then he'd be like, he go another record right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he broke out the 112. And I was like, God damn, where you get this oh, from? Man. And I was like, well, damn. He was like, shit, we got five songs. I always drop an EP, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's how it happened. Yeah, it is. It did. Okay, so... It's a different side of Gip on here, man. Would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and um, what, what do you call this this version of yourself? Because it's very uh, it's it's not. I'm thinking you're gonna be good in my Gip on there. Mm-hmm. But this is so relaxing. It's so mature. I'm talking to women. Uh, I haven't for my whole career ever talked to women specifically, and I think. Being with James and giving me the opportunity to speak to women, it gave me a new way to engage the audience. So that's the reason why I think it feels so good and feels so different to everybody because I'm coming from another place that I never discussed before in music besides just one Goody Mob song, and that was Beautiful Skin. So you know that's my favorite, right? Hey. We joke about it on this show all the time <laughs> oh, wow. on the '85 South Show. Hello, this is Carlito from a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, that's how we. Hey, that's how we, we used to goddamn on uh, when I would call him Carlo. Yeah, that's how I call Carlo. This is, Kay. is this Carlito from a couple of days ago? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I swear to God, that's, that was our call and response. And he that's tried. Funny. He now he rich and shit. He tried to act like that shit didn't happen. <laughs> but it's it's, uh, it's real deal spill. Man, that's that's my shit right there. I think that's the reason why it's coming off so different to everybody, and it's coming off so fresh to everybody. And then James gave me such a musical background to work with, mm. and I and we wasn't under no pressure. We wasn't under 
A&Rs telling us what to do, how to do it, what's hot, what's not hot. You know, it was just about us saying, let's try to change the landscape of music. Mm. And the landscape of music at this time is is just, it's more machine than than real life. Mm. So I just think when you listen to our music, now uh, you can hear that it's, it's real. It's made by two artists that sit right beside each other and crafted this album. So hopefully... Uh, I'm thinking that we've we've just did a classic for people who are looking for another alternative in music, and that's just to feel music again. James, what was your aim? Also, too, just to add on what he just said, I wanted to show the industry that production still matters as well. You You got to elaborate on that now. So... The biggest take that I've been hearing from this project is the sonics of it and how it sounds. So I'm big on how quality of the sound of the music is. So when I went in and produced all the records, I'm like, well, I need this to be as crispy, clean, polished as possibly can be. Like I was on some Dre shit. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the reason why people are revering it so high. But also, too, like you said, we're talking to women, but we're also talking about different topics within talking to women, not just one-sided. So every song got its own meaning, its own story, and its own identity. So Out of Control ain't going to sound nothing like Top of the World or Let You Let You Go ain't going to sound like nothing like whatever you like. So I think we went into it with just pure intentions, and we weren't trying to follow nobody. Like, like we just came from the heart with it. Dig, dig, dig. Uh, you know, James. Like, I think a lot of people finna find. Uh, you, you was giving me, you was giving me a lot of Eddie Kendricks vibes on this, man. It was, it was feeling that. I take kind of that. Classic. I take that. Yeah, yeah, it was feeling that type of classic and whatnot. What's your favorite song on the album? Man, you know, it's hard, always hard to say, man, because you know they they all got different meanings. But I say the 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 deepest one is "Let You Go" with One Twelve, and that was the last record that we did. All the project. So you had all four of them on there? Well, you know, it's only two of them now. You no, know, I Mike know and Slim. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I got Mike and Slim on it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's still 112. It's that's still 112. 112. <laughs> still 112. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my boys. Show enough, show enough. That's what's up, man. So or, or when you you talk about the um the production, mm-hmm. are you a musician, James? I am. What I all am. you play? I play keys, I play guitar. Shit, I play the clarinet. <laughs> the clarinet. I do. And so you and Lizzo will have a good time together. Hey, man, you, you never know. Yeah, yeah, I do. I know. I, I do it with her. I like Lizzo. She she dope. Me too now. Yeah. I'm, see, I'm see you a nasty I just date different now. Yeah, okay. I date different now. What it is? I I I just I just um I just subscribe to the whole thing. What 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 can you do for me? And I see a lot she could do for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Too too many times we be going for quote unquote what's fine, what's popular, whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of what's good for us. That's the reason. That's the reason why a lot of relationships don't work. We following what we see people, other people do. Other people do. And you know, yeah. That's what I think you like. 
That's true. That's the culture that we're living in mm-hmm. right now. And I think that's the reason why maybe my interviews have come off so striking to people because it's like I come from an era, man, where nobody wanted to do what the next man did. And it seems like we're living in a world where everybody wants to do they everything that everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. and people don't even want to be themselves no more. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like um, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? I don't understand it. But one thing that I uh, that I've always understood is that truth gonna be the illusion every time in the long run. And all I can do is say. If you can listen from, if you can go back and check the things that I've rapped about or talked about, I ain't never led you wrong, and I ain't never brought you no lies. So for me personally, all I could do is continue to do the things that has kept me solid over this time. Showing up. Yeah. That's it. Showing up. You know, and that's being me and being Atlanta and being the South. We don't bow our heads to nobody. Money ain't nothing because Atlanta always had money. That's right. So if that's your tool of, of controlling people, I'm going to shoot that down too. Mm. It's about really what you come from, how you was raised. Some people might have money, but they've been taught by the devil how to control people with it. Mm. So I'm just a person that ain't going to never be under their control. I never had a publishing deal. So control is something that I always fight against. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't matter. To me... I look at it like this. When you're an artist and your music is taking you around the world, you won. Because I got people that I graduated high school with that ain't left Atlanta since we left high school. So when you think about just the life that I've led and the life that they led, they worked for somebody. I created my life. So I'm just trying to show people where art will always beat the machine in the long run. So love this before you love the money because loving the art form is what's going to make you last in it, mm. not the money. Scripture. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You definitely come off like you love the the art and everything. And, and you know another thing that you don't get a lot of credit for, bro? You, you, you don't get no credit for is your style. Like you've been <laughs> eclectic before eclectic was eclectic. <laughs> like what? What are you? You've been, uh, uh, um, you know, on futuristic. Yeah. Uh, uh been a been a. Uh, 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 I don't. I don't know if I want to use this word, but uh, you tell me if you cool with it. Fashionista. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. All I right. Mean, cool. Fashionista just means that I don't want to buy off the rack, baby. I'm gonna go to the. Fa- I'm gonna go to the thread store. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I mean, my player is that. How you say you a player when I bought your outfit yesterday? A player you ain't supposed to have nothing he got on. It ain't my fault, even if I got to get it off the internet. You won't have it. (laughs) 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 Say that, Gippy. So I just don't understand, you know what I mean? I'm not with the get-along game. Mm. And right now, the industry look like the get-along game. They yeah. following whoever got there and got the money. They they lining up like prostitutes on, on Stewart Avenue. Mm. Never me. I, I, I keep telling my homeboy, <laughs> hey, bro, that's a purse. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, bro. You can't, you can't put all that in your wallet. You can't put all that shit in your wallet, my boy. Hey. He said, I got my gun in here. Nigga, get you a holster. Hey. Man, you ain't, you ain't feeling on fanny packs, man? You know that new fanny pack hey. shit? I had a fanny pack when I was 10, and I, I felt crazy with it. Hey, on the reason I was done after that. You know why I felt crazy with it? Because somebody stole my fanny pack right off. <laughs> I got robbed for my fanny pack. Damn. And then, like, and, and then when the nigga did it, that's when I realized it was a fanny pack. Because Dick was like, hey, nigga, give me your motherfucking fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and after Damn. he took it, I was like, I'm glad I ain't got a fanny pack no more. And all I had was candy in it. <laughs> all I had was candy. It was like $3 in there. My, my allowance for that week. Hey. I never got no other shit like that again. Hey, well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, yeah, never got no goddamn. But I can't tell my homeboy. He got the got the Ferragamo shit, the F's on the shit going down, yeah. all that. And he like, nigga, do you know what this is? I said, get yeah, a purse, nigga. That's <laughs> you know, a fucking purse. You know what's so funny about? Yeah, what the the, the the greatest trick is. Yeah. All they got to do is put an emblem on something, and you think you, it makes you more valuable. Mm-hmm. And. I've always felt like, what about an emblem gives you self-worth? Bruh, you, you talking that shit now? You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. about it? Because if you take the emblem off, it's still the same shoe. Bruh, I seen a girl with a big Chanel thing on it. I thought her name was Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> her name was not Chanel. It's, fun, it, it's funny, man. It's like, uh, especially the early years of hip-hop, man, going to the flea market getting your 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 clothes tie-dye, getting your name on it just to go to the to the to the to the to what we'll go to the what the talent shows. That's how Atlanta was. Mm-hmm. It was about us going Friday nights after high school and going to talent shows and watching people dance, mm-hmm. you know, and express themselves through art. Mm-hmm. And um it was all about being an individual. Mm-hmm. And um if you look at everything about society right now, it's 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 a place of hurting people into one direction, whether you believe it or not. And um, I think that's the most powerful thing about music is that you can always go against something that's wrong if you know how to write it, the right song. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't have to be a Malcolm X. Sometimes you could just use the sweet words of King and you could change everything around you. Mm. Let's see it. I can dig it. I can dig Yo, uh, James, how would you describe your style, man? What, what, what was you going for when you you found yourself? My style? Uh, I mean, I've just always been a kind of a fly, nerdy kind of type early on. And then as I transitioned, I was just more of a fly player kind of type dude. You know what I mean? Like, um, I ain't never tried to be like nobody else. Like, I always just had my own thing. Like, just like Gippy Hazon style. Like, I always been that way since I got into the industry. It was just a thing of, like, um, how do I present it to the world? You know what I mean? And that's that's what I was always focusing on for the past, you know, probably eight years, you know, focusing on that. So, I always, to me, I always been a leader, like, you know, I'm an Aries, and my birthday just passed. You know what I mean? So, Happy birthday, man. When your birthday you, man. was? March 28th. March 28th. March 28th. Yes, That's sir. what's up. Yes, sir. So, you know, we leaders, man. 
You know, like we we don't we don't we don't let nobody decide what we gonna do. You know, we gonna go after it one way or the other. Mm. Yeah. B B. How do you feel like the the state of music is? This is for both of y'all. Mm. The state of music is what it is. Yeah. I would say this: um, for the kids to be making so much money off of what they're doing. It's great, but for them not to have the education to keep it is where we're going wrong. Mm. Um, the subjects that we rap about, are they subjects that are going to last forever or are they subjects that are going to last for the moment? It, it, it's, 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 it's for the moment. You know, so well, well if, you, if you say for the moment, then we just did a version of disco all over again because right now, if artists can't talk about nothing but opping and shooting and this, that, and it ain't got no real love or expression in it, then um, all you're doing is killing the art form. Money is money going to come. Um, what's great about it is just watching the emergence of so many stars from Atlanta. That's my thing. You yeah, know? yeah. The, the, yeah. the emergence, having future, having little baby, having two chains. Um, having amigos, having just having so many of them just come out and become worldwide stars. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it because it just keeps us uh, strong as a city. And I would say this, I mean, Atlanta is the only city outside of New York that got a millionaire on every side of it just through music. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we didn't have when we started. It was just us, it was J.D., and it was Dallas. So for us three to be able to sit back and, you know, watch Atlanta turn into what it's turning to, that's the greatest thing about music. But what do I feel about it when it comes to the 360 deals of being able to put artists into enslavement contracts? That's the part I don't agree with. Money, you do, it's not enough money an executive can give me because the executive don't own the, the company. So the executive can give me money, and then tomorrow he fired. Now I get share. The money they gave me don't matter. They could just write it off. Mm-hmm. But they still own me because I signed that contract. Mm-hmm. So you got to deal with a lot more than what you had to deal with when I first came into the industry. They figured out more ways to handshake, hand, to, to, to shackle the artist to the label. Yes, people can invest in you for you to run, but for somebody to invest in you and say that now they're a part of your life forever, that's a new form of slavery I just can't get with. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. You know they can actually take the money back that they gave you now. Now. What what do you mean when you say take the money back? Because, you know, like I can, can, you can turn my cable off, and whatnot, but you, that that, uh, that last month that I had old y'all for it, you you still gotta come mm-hmm. get that. So uh, like so when so I what moved is... back here, I ain't realized I was fifteen hundred in the hole for the last ten years with Comcast. Right, it's right. still there. Yeah, but yeah. See, but they, see, they wouldn't let me turn it back on until I had it. You got right, right. <laughs> you still gotta look that that <laughs> right now. What it, what they saying is that what James is saying they can take the money back. So now. Now the young artists, if I give you three to six million dollars, I could put a life insurance on you 
And now if something happens to you, now I can retract for having to pay whoever the rest of your contract. And another way is I might have signed you for a hot single three, four months down the line. I didn't think we is hot. Why don't you just give me that money back, you know, and you have a nightlife. See, that's mm. so now they can get in business with you, and they got the option to get out with you, but you never had the option to get out of business with them. So just understand yep. what you're getting into, and we as OGs, if we're going to sit around here and help the industry rape our young, because if we think about it now, it used to be a rock and, world, a rock and roll world. It was Kiss. It was, it was Foreigner. It was everything else. But now it's a hip-hop world. So now are we as black executives... We know the game. We know they buying our children up for cheap. Are we going to keep giving them to the system? Or are we going to teach them at least money management once they get the money? If you're going to get three, four, couple of million in, Charlie, before we go buy jewelry, before we go buy car, we're going to buy a business that makes money every day. Even if it's just got there a, a wing stop, that thing going to make money every day. Chicken going to sell when, when, the, when the cotton won't. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so you got to understand, if we're going to do different things like that to set our children up with at least these, because a child having millions of dollars, bro, he going to wreck. He going to wreck. I've I been there. He going to wreck. If you never had it, you're going to wreck. <laughs> I'm going to be up in Burlington buying everything. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you don't need. I'm talking about winter clothes in the summer. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We're just stupid. Yeah. So that's the reason why I say, man, the game right now, so much money to be made, but your career is so much shorter. So just understand what you're doing it for and how you're doing it and what you want out of it. Because if you're not trying to be like, if your life ain't dedicated to being an artist, then the money just going to just help you crash faster. Yes, sir. Okay, let, let me ask you this, Gilp, man. When you first got that money, <laughs> what, what was that? What I was the wildest up, thing I, you burnt it on? It wasn't no wild thing. Good and Mars signed first contract, $20,000, 5000 each. I spent half of it at Greenbrier Flea Market and the other half on a Cadillac. I had to get my, I had to get that goddamn candy on that shower. Had to get them goddamn. <laughs> boy, I got that candy, then I got them reverse ace on that hoe. Boy, stop. I'm ready. <laughs> 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 I was ready. I was done. I was, I was look good, but I was bad broke. Shit, fuck it. <laughs> like that. I was ready to work then. Let's go ahead and do get up, get out and get something. <laughs> my verse ready. <laughs> so it was like, oh, that man. was the greatest thing. But when people ask us, about our thing, we signed our first contracts. Come on, man, we burnt that thing in Greenbrier at Foot Locker, man, at the, at the paint shop on Camelton and shit. When they got went to Eddie Gold, went here and got and got my yeah. Eddie Gold right. And shit, yeah. we were back got down about a hundred fifty. Little gas money left. It was over with. You know, it was time to get back to work. But yeah. that's what made recording Soul Food so great. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just gave us just a little bit to show her what the game was. And then it was like, get back to work, y'all. So we recorded Soul Food on Camelton Road at Curtis Mayfield House behind the get church. Get out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We performed it, you know. Boy, people don't know us. Hank Aaron owned all the, all the churches on the south side. Southwest side, that's Hank Aaron. Church of Chicken. Church of Chicken, that's Hank Aaron. 
fuck forever and day. You ever bought Church of Chicken on the south side? That was Hank Aaron. With them big ass. Look. them big ass wings. They look like baby arms. I'm talking about, look, look. Don't talk about it now. Popeye's serving that baby chicken. Yeah, yeah. I want that fat chicken. Give me that. I don't want that baby. Yeah. So it's like, recording his that's when Reek then was like, yo, bro, we ain't recording at the dungeon. Well, we, well, we never could record at the dungeon. That's what people don't understand. Either. Yeah, tell me about that. We yeah, never I, could record in Lakewood. Lakewood was our first thing. All we could do was listen to a beat for two weeks straight and hopefully your rap make it on the song. Gotcha. That's how Reek them. That's how we always knew it was a hit record because Reek let it run in the dungeon for a whole week mm. just to see if anybody was like, nah, that ain't it. But like stuff like ain't no thing but a chicken wing, like that beat boom noon noon. That shit was in the dungeon for a whole week. Yeah, before we even put lyrics on it. You know, all that kind of stuff was just training us to be right once he said, come on, let's go down to Doppler. Then we get down to Doppler. Now most of the time, Goody Mom might be outside in the parking lot the whole day. We couldn't go in there. You know, back then, studio, you couldn't just walk in studio like you do it now. Like, studios was prestigious. That was like walking in college. You could only go up in there if you had some time or you wouldn't make it past the lobby. So that Doppler, and then once we started recording the last of the album at Boss Town. So that's when we started going up in the what was Boss Town, which is now Stankonia. Oh, wow. That, that's when we started mm-hmm. Really learning what Goody Mob could do because that's when Recall, they did call it a while with Cujo and Timo. Then the night, that's when they called us, me and Charlotte to the studio. And uh, Reek was like, Man, here go the beef for Get Up, Get Out, Get Some. You up, CeeLo. And Low went in there and he dropped two verses. And, and Reek was like, KP was in there too. And Reek, he did two verses. And then Reek was like, Okay. What that other verse you did? I don't recall. Ever gra- do that one. And now he was like, shit, Gil. Break. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the front in the foyer. He like, Gip it. Man, man, that verse here, man, that was my song, man, my song. I said, hello, man, do your best. Because if you do your best, you'll get another chance to do another song. Mm-hmm. And he went in there and did get up, get out, get something. Damn, man. That I, I play that every morning in the gym. I mean, that song that really helped us at a time, bro. Like, it was it was uh it was difficult not knowing that people were gonna understand. First of all, our dialect was just so strange then. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, if you think about just listening to Goody Mob, that's why Reek them never condensed our verses like how they did on Outkast, made them re- real, real songs. If you look and listen to Goody Ma, he might have let Joe rap 23 bars, you know what I mean? Like, he, it was no, yo, bruh, don't do that, don't do that, because we were peers. So it was more about them letting us do what we do and them really producing Outkast. Mm. That's the reason why Outkast is just so precise from hooks to how was how long the song is because we wanted to make sure that they was clear but for goody mob we wanted to show you the other side of atlanta like mm. no nah, this mm. the other part mm. like this the part that we live on and i think if you listen to soul food it laid out our culture to people when outcast gave you our culture 
in another way, we brought it back down and gave you the other side of the Cadillac culture. Sure enough. We gave you our life and how we live, what we thought about as far as grandmama, how we thought about as far as our mothers, them, what we thought about them thinking about us being in the street, getting in trouble. That's why you got guess who? Like, showing people that, man, we got in trouble a lot, man. Like, Atlanta was so different then, bro. Like, we got a kick out of going down to Peachtree, Piedmont Park, and finding Doug High School and fighting Doug in the park. Yeah, without the things we did. It. Right. Amazed right. against Doug. We fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the things we did. And then, again, I was a little different because I came from East Point. I got kicked out of East Point in ninth grade, you know, so I went to Atlanta. So that's when I met Cujo. That's when I met Timo. You know, and I knew Low, but Low, he three years younger than us. So Low, my brother age. So Low cousin floated. That's how I met CeeLo. Because one night he, they came over to my house to buy some weed. You know what I mean? You know, I'm working the back though. You know what I mean? So they called, they get him some weed. And my, they were like, yo, man, my cousin want to meet your chicken head. And that's the first time I met Low. Mm. Chicken head. <laughs> And then, and then right off, y'all didn't just throw him in the group like No, because this was like years before. And you guys are the Lumberjacks at this time, right? No. Cujo and Timo are the Lumberjacks. Gip in the East Point chain game. Gotcha. With 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 Cool Breeze and Cat One. Cat Get One. the fuck out of yeah. here. You and you and Cool Breeze was in a, in a, in group, a group together. Yeah, me, it was East Point chain game. So me, Cool Breeze, Cat One, that's Southside Daddy, the producer. Okay. All right. Then a dude named OZ. And that was, and it was another dude named Chieftain. You heard him on um, uh, um, our second album, Still Standing. Mm. So, for me personally, we came from a different situation. The first time, me and Cujo always kind of been together. We street partners, you know what I mean? Since mm. high school, so you know, I when we was doing this. At the same time, Gippy going to hair school on Washington Road. I'm in what down there by the churches. So I'm down there in the corner in the piggly wiggly thing doing doing hair. I was doing that too. Yeah, I be telling people like in Atlanta, yeah. it was a player to be to, to, to tell them to, again. To, it was a player to do hair. Like Man, them hoes like, ran me up out that school. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fuck everybody in that motherfucker. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm never, I got Man, up in there. Like, Jack, you did hair. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, all I know how to do is just washing shits and finger waves, though. Yeah, that and, was me too. I, I, was, I, I ain't right learned there. shit trying. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get it to girls. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, people don't understand that Atlanta was such a big hair town. Yeah, it was. Like, this was Bonner Brothers. You seen players. Everybody would have kind of like, you would see actual men in their own salons. So in my mind, I was thinking like, shit, shawty, this rap don't work. Just go on, get me a hair salon. I'm a nickname myself, Shampoo. Yeah. And we about to goddamn go to work. <laughs> yeah. Shampoo. Like you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I would think, because during the 80s, the early 80s, all my aunties in the in the in the country down in Rockmore, Georgia, they all got into doing curls and all that. They all practicing all the kids. We all got curls. So I come back to the city and they're like, man, what the hell? <laughs> so so beauticians and just the hair salon business has always been in my family. And I just feel like if I didn't rap, man, I'd probably have five, six salons and just do women hair all the time, man, by appointment. Yeah. Yeah. 
The hey, bro, the, it's the lick. Cause my, my sister, she own, <laughs> she own a um a, a, a salon in Riverdale, and I used to go go to her salon and I work for her on the weekends. And I was watching these grown women here and whatnot, and they they they'll be like goddamn making passes at me, and I'll be freaking some of them and shit. <laughs> and my sister like, if you want to meet women, you need to go to high school. So I had to join this high school that were right next door to Flavors. Yes, sir. Right next door to Flavors and. <laughs> And I walked up in that bitch. I was like, what the fuck? And I was the only real nigga in there. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. one other dude. He was pretending, but then yeah. I knew, saw right through his jive ass like glass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I was a track star at yeah. that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Big Jack. That's the greatest thing about just Atlanta, the culture. And I, and I tell people all the time, man, like, you know, I know people that's just as, Evil that come out of houses, there's people that come out the project. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the illusion of Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know. And then the, you know the illusion is too that just cause you come from a good family, you won't do nothing. You won't do nothing. You won't put something down, and that's an illusion too. Yeah. Most of most of the gangsters I knew, man, came from real good families, man, back then. But shit, yeah. You know the, the illusion that and and and, the, and guess the lure of the streets back then was just so strong because. Mm-hmm. I tell people, you, you started just seeing so many kids have money that you know didn't come from where you came from, and you just like, how they got money? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I tell people, I'm like, bro, do you understand? I used to live in the world without a crackhead. I didn't know, you know, it wasn't no crackheads. And nah, then all of a sudden, it was crackheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time I got to Dixie Hill, mm-hmm. it was crackheads. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just looking at the things that uh that's been able to keep us as a city together has just always been that we come from the city of King, man, and we got to represent it that way. And that's the reason why Goody Mob always was speaking on how we how we was raised because that really made us different than everybody else in the industry. Mm-hmm. Just simply because we had respect for the leaders that came before us. And, you know, it's different in other cities. You know, when you go to L.A., Man, they hold gangbangers up like King, you know what I mean? Like Tukey Wickham. He, he like Martin Luther King to them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you go to New York, it's, it's the it's the kingpins from Harlem, mm-hmm. you know, Nicky Barnes and all that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, bro, that's the difference between us. That's why we got in the room with different people and never thought alike. Because it was like, hey, man, what you think and how you think and your heroes and our heroes, they just different, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it's not that I don't respect the way you do it. It's just that I just been taught it's another way. Yeah, yeah. And I think. And we definitely didn't do that. Yeah, yeah bro. We, de- we definitely did not do that. You know? I can't think of no, no Atlanta no. drug king. No. King, king outside no. of it. No. BMF. No. 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 You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So just the way we were raised and the thing that we was taught to respect just be so different than other cities, man. And mm. I just be like, damn, bro, like, you really grew up like this thinking and 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 having to live life in this type of environment. And then for all these goddamn grown people to be sitting around here backing this shit, mm. it makes you really look at how fucked up some people had to, you know, the situations some people were put in. Mm. Because some people do come up out of them situations and get away from it. But then when you go around it and 
And you be like, well, look how many people died. Look how many people died in the gang situations, drug situations, all that. But at the same time, too, we we haven't once just said, is this the way of life that we want? Mm-hmm. And for people to still be doing it, knowing the tragedy of it is. Like, people don't understand the 80s and the 90s, we didn't know what this shit looked like on the other side mm-hmm. of it. It was just the lure of every room getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and us getting invited to the party. But then on the other side of it, you get to see the tragedy of it. You know, it's all good when everybody balling, but it's all bad when shit go left. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, as much as I can say, hey, man, I remember when BMF hit the town. I remember when they were just standing around at the bad boy and organized noise weekend. And just looking and watching. How they doing it? How they moving? How Atlanta nigga move? Shit, they watched us. We were the first niggas hit the club with 100 people. Mm. They watched us do that. <laughs> they ain't do that. We did. Dungeon family. Mm. You know what I mean? So a lot of things that BMF took up, took a, they, 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 they gravitated to, it was watching the Dungeon family and how we mess with our people. And Meech took that and he did the same. And that's why they became so big. That shit pissed me off, though, the way they did. Them strip club gave all them hoes all that money, man, and had them riding in Lamborghinis and all that shit. <laughs> I come up in there with my hot $32. None of them. <laughs> hot, they but, fucked the strip club. If you was a regular broke nigga, yeah. you was not getting no stripper coochie yeah, they, when they, BMF was in that Yeah, bitch. they knocked y'all all the way down. The, all y'all, of y'all down there on full and industrial wax. What are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah. We was at Babes. Y'all that babe, dirty yeah. rats. They yeah. had dirty yeah. rats, babes, all yeah. that. They down there. They, they on the full pony. Yeah. Ooh, and yeah. See, and see, it was just, you didn't even want to go in the club where they was at. No, you didn't want to do that. It was like, and then. Because I'm not going to do, I, I'm not, I know I, ain't, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I can't do this. When did we do I this? I got to pay my rent. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, me first going into the clubs, man, first person took me in the club, bro. In Magic City, I probably was 15, 16 years old. <laughs> I'm in there with my OG. I talk about him on uh, on Dirty South. Hmm. Scatamack. Okay. Milwaukee players. Show enough. They used to be sitting up in Magic City with diamond bow ties on. See diamond that? bow ties. Mm. Yeah. They used to wear diamond bow ties over their T-shirts. That's how you knew the Milwaukee crew. See, it was, it was, it was so... Player and so individual, you you saw all the flash and everybody flash was different back then. It was nobody wanting to have the same jewelry on nothing, and and that was the real culture of just that time watching Magic City. Mm-hmm. And first time I seen Deion Sanders in the club, like like. First time I seen you talking that shit, the rising like De- Deion Sanders and rising, yeah, and, and, yeah, and rising. yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they was a sight the to legit. see. They, they, what they call it? The two legit team at yeah, the time. Yeah, they was they, they, they was a sight to see to see what to see Deion Sanders in Magic City. He might have on an all red silk outfit with the silk sock, the gators red, and might have a red poncho over that motherfucker, and might have a neck full of gold with standing there with the block phone. I'm talking about he looked like, boy, he was out the movies. <laughs> Bruh. And, and he played ball, but yeah. he looked like a straight D-boy. Yeah, like, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing like Deion Sanders, bro. 
Nobody did it like them. So just to be in that Atlanta culture then, and that was also when it was just ballers in the club, and a lot of D-boys then dressed like business people. Mm -hmm. Like they had suits on a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And that's when the baseball culture, the day just, they were still in the strip clubs. You know, way me Holly Berry. Holly Berry. Yeah. <laughs> Holly Berry. <laughs> Holly Berry. Yeah, yeah, man. That's how, then who you think brought on the top? Huh? Okay. That way. <laughs> that okay. way. <laughs> okay. She wanted to come see it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, I, I forgot all about that shit. Yeah. They were just like, God damn. Yeah, King. That's hey, dog, hey, no, nothing went fucking with Atlanta. And then we ain't even get the freak nigga yet. Uh, yeah, we didn't even have Oof. we didn't even have to get the freak name because you still had the AU off the chain. The AU was off the chain. The AU was like a party. It was like you had Mar Brown, you had all that, and at that time, we as kids, even if we were trying to mess with the streets, we still went to school for mom and dad if they asked us to. We tried. You tried. Know, some of us tried. We're gonna give them that first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we might slide to the left. <laughs> but, but they can't say what we ain't three times. They can't say we ain't tried. Yeah. You know, so a lot of my homeboy, they tried. You sure know what I mean? But the streets were just too strong. Yeah, sure. You enough. know, it was too close to uh too close to that west side, man. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. west side. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, for me and for us, and for me to be in this situation, especially right now, to and live through so many eras in Atlanta, and to be right here with James and be like, "Damn, man, have we opened up another portal, and and another space in music that hadn't that that's new and fresh to this generation, whereas maybe more music like this, we could turn around the songs and the substance of the songs, and I think that's what's gonna kind of like." curve a lot of the killing. See, people don't understand it. When Outkast and Goody Mob came, the killing came down in the street. That's right. Came down in the street. So I know that it's the content. I live through it. Mm, mm. I'm going to drink to that. Yo, Chrissy, can I? <laughs> yeah. Want, y'all want to drink? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do you it. You got some water? Oh, we, we do have water. Yeah. Some H2O. We definitely got water. <laughs> yeah. You want water too? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get that's it. what I'm talking about, Thank man. You. More liquor. Plan. You look so pretty. Yeah, sure enough. I don't want to do what they're doing. <laughs> I don't want to. It's all about being different. You got to be different. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, Gil, mm-hmm. you know, talk about the 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 uh the, this cannabis vinegar. I remember you were first telling me about this when I was just I would tell I had just visited home mm-hmm. and I was about to move back here. Mm-hmm. And this was in 2021. Yeah, um 2018, man, my father told me, he said, man, I'm only gonna be here eight more months. So I came back from LA. That's what your daddy told you, bro. Mm-hmm. And um how that hit? Man, Pop was just a strong kind of dude. And his thing was, ain't nothing that's going on with me got nothing to do with you. And why would I put the stress of what's going on with me on you? So he was the kind of person where I live with you, teach you what you need to leave, what you need to know before I leave. 
And that's what he did. So he just equipped me with everything I needed once he left in that eight months. And during that eight months, I started trying to bring him THC products from uh, L.A. Because I was living in L.A. at the time. And, uh, you know, and I was about to come out with my own cannabis brand, Gift Goodies. And I had been working on it. But when he told me that, I said, well, shit, let me shut down shop and go home. When I got home, he couldn't really mess with the TAC stuff because it was kind of like uh, it was too strong for him. The only thing that really helped him was uh, when I brought him back some pace. Once he went into the hospital, um, he couldn't eat. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, people on his uh, floor had died, and he was the last one left, and I flew back. He was in the hospice? Yeah. Oh. And... Um, I gave him some cannabis, man, and um, the o, the the OR, the, the it's like this oil, this like for cannabis that can bag it all the way out. I gave him some. He woke up in the morning. He wanted to eat. He went back home. He stayed alive for another two weeks, and uh, then he left me. But during that time, I just started learning the health benefits of CBD, and then I started understanding why. It's not pushed to the black community because it's healthy. And everything about it is what they use to make other kind of drugs. And at the end of the day, when you're doing CBD, it's no toxins in it. It's clean as you can get. I have like 45 kind of like products. I got vapes. 45. Yeah, topicals. Uh, creams. Topicals are like creams, pain creams. Okay, got it. Instead of taking opioids, got creams that got a thousand milligrams that would take away the pain just as much as a a pill will with just topicals, which means it's a lotion. So with topicals, and we also have, we just started a non-alcoholic brand called Zaga. Well, we went into the liquor store and we mocktailed every type of alcohol that you can buy. We took the alcohol out and we infused it with cannabis. Now, what do you get out of this? The alcohol, the older you get, it's destroying you from the inside out. You don't have to do that right there. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But with, with us taking the alcohol out, now your body is being infused with cannabis which now it becomes as a, a toxic, a way of cleaning out your body of all toxins, mm. okay? So now with that being said, we got tequila, vodka, bourbon, pina colada, uh, what, uh, shit, margarita, everything that you could buy. And now for this, it's a new culture called smoking drinking. So now instead of smoking your weed, you can drink your weed. And it's going to taste just like your favorite alcohol. So every Wednesday on Edgewood, y'all can come down there. We got an actual mixologist. And any kind of drink you can get in a normal club or at a normal bar, you can get it made with this. And then you will see the actual different effects from it. And Mm -hmm. we've already tested it in Vegas. We took the actual alcohol out and put this in. And after two drinks, they didn't know they wouldn't drink alcohol. Because we do it with a sativa. So when you, after two drinks, you up. You up like, it feels like being on MDMA. 
Tago. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hey, um, what's MDMA? Huh? Everybody know about MDMA huh? but me. What? What's MDMA? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the X makes the sex spectacular. Oh, got oh, you. Hold up. Got you. Okay. Yeah. And they ain't going to do nothing but spice up the night, and then you just going to go to sleep. Okay. But I ain't, <laughs> ain't going to have no psychedelic shit going no. on. No. Uh-uh. You just going to have a tremendous body high that's going to make you want to talk to something. Hold up. I, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah, I man. Do that. I want to do that. Hey, man, you're going to love it, man. And it's clean. You ain't going to do nothing but go to sleep. You're going to wake up, feel good, like you smoked 20 blunt, and you you ready to go. You ready to get something to eat. Only thing you're going to do is wake up. Because I'm not a smoker. I, I would like to do that. Oh, you're going to love mean. this. You're going to love this. Because you're going to find another alternative to alcohol. Because what you can do, your own study. Take what you like in real alcohol. And I'm gonna give you the version in the mocktail, and you're gonna see which one gonna make you feel totally different. But you're gonna get, get out the of same here. taste. So whatever I like in alcohol. Yes. So if I tell what's that you, brown was, right there? Was it right here? Uh huh. Did do say? I got that too. That ain't number Kanye. You just gonna that ain't number okay. Kanye with a fancy name. <laughs> 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 what about a, for, for the champagne drinkers for celebrations? Well, champagne is kind of a different situation with champagne simply because you got that fizz in there. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times it's hard for us to mix it okay. as, 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 as a base. Okay. And then put that bubbly in there, then put the weed in there. It's too early. We'll, they'll get that later. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to get that later. But just being able to do this, like, um, we're expanding the five or six states this month, and we're already in about nine nine states. So me personally, it just gave me another place to take and put my energy, whereas, again, with music, I only did it to help people. And with this company here, I'm doing it to help people. This is so innovative, man. I, I've never heard this before. <laughs> I ain't never heard nobody talk about this. You... Oh, yeah, we got, we, got a, we got a top of the world drink. A top we, of the world Yeah, drink. we have an actual top of the world drink be on top of the that's world. coming out. Okay. It's going to have, uh, that will be, uh, I think I'm doing that like in a pineapple Malibu. So it's like kind of a pineapple Malibu. And then James Worthy has his own drink with his own face on there called the James Worthy. And that's a tequila sunrise. Yes. That's what's up, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you know, James, whenever I told everybody you would come here, they thought you played basketball. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wait sure. A Is you related to Buddy? <laughs> nah. You, you, have you been getting that most of your life? Uh, Here and there. Here and I there. can dig it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's all good. You look, look. I, I'd rather be compared to greatness than you anything did. else. You did. One hundred percent, man. Hey, I got my guy. You know, Wizard Craig over here, uh, AKA uh, mm-hmm. DJ. I am somebody. Hey. You know, uh, yo. He had a couple of questions for y'all. Okay. Say some facts. Yeah, man. So, I know uh, James. I know you're working with legends. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. with Robin S. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, working with this, like, project, did you kind of have that same idea, like, I want to be a legend? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, but, you know, past that, like, I just love people that work like me and got the same work ethic and, and the same um, outlook on music as me. Like, 
I never got into the business for money. Like, I did it because I loved it. And this is just another project kind of displaying that. Like, we ain't had no ego involved, nothing like that. Like, we both got a respect for each other. So I think, you know, what y'all hear is a derivative of that. Mm. You got something else, man, with? Mm-hmm. How would you feel? Do you feel like that's the future of like hip hop? You know, what I'm saying coming up with like these like pairings. You know, what I'm saying you got JD with currency. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying you got y'all. So like, mm-hmm. you feel like that's like the future with hip hop, hip hop and R&B. I think if you look at it, what right now, I think that um, that's the new way to be able to keep both audience pleased. I think hip hop and R and B is really. Why hip hop is so big right now? Because it had hip hop, I mean R and B at one time, and it's flipped where it's like rapping R and B. But with our project, we've gone back to the natural order of R and B and hip hop, and I think that's the reason why James is so out front. James is so he's bringing the what R and B should sound like and how it can sound in this new age. So me being where I am, I had to learn how to elevate. And at the same time, right from a new space. And I think we, uh, from having those two situations come together, yes, this is a place where artists can now, instead of it being a distance between age, now we both can teach each other and just sit down and doing music together. So, yes, I think it's the future. Because all we're doing is teaching each other what's new. He's teaching me what's new. In his in his generation, and I'm showing him what he may have not learned in my life. So it's gonna make the music better because it's gonna make both of us want to do our best when we sit down and do music. So uh, James, yeah, when you heard Puffy say um, R&B is dead, what was going through your mind? He crazy. That's exactly how I felt because. You know, no disrespect to Puff, but, you know, he think like a lot of other people, like they don't really do their due diligence to understand what's out there and what's really relevant. Like I think they just focus on what's mostly put in front of you at a a mass rate, and they go off of that to say, well, that's what it is, and if it ain't that, then the art form is dead. And, like, with me and a lot of other my peers, like it's always been there. It's just that... We sometimes get the short end of the stick because we don't, we don't, most R&B acts don't get major radio play. Like, we limited to Urban AC, and then that's it. Like, we ain't getting on pop. We ain't, we ain't getting rotation over overseas and in Europe and stuff like that. Like, so it's always going to be diminished. So I think, you know, people like Puff, they always going to say that because, again, he ain't controlling it either. Do you like where R&B is right now? I do. I do. Like, I like where music is at actually right now because it's it's more competitive and creative than it's ever been because there's no boundaries. Like, the ceiling is so high, like, you can infuse anything in music now mm-hmm. and be creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's where I live at right now is just being creative as possible. Like, we're getting worthy. Like, there's so many moving parts in the production of them songs. Like... It's hard to even, you know, classify what some of it is. It's just feel good music, you know. What I mean? You know what I mean? So I, I think nowadays, like 
people need to stop kind of putting stuff in a category. Like, let's let's just enjoy the art. Okay. Well, give me your top five classic R&B um, singers and give me your top five uh, new age R&B singers. That who you listen to, the guys of today. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. All good. Uh, let me see. Um, Are you familiar with Black? Yeah, Black? of course. I, I, like thought, Black. I thought his name was uh, Six, Six Lack Lack. <laughs> Everybody I, call him that. I didn't know that he was, that was a B. It was, I thought it was. Come on, man, don't disrespect that, man. I thought it was a six. It wasn't that. Yeah, so he's trying to be clever, man. Like, who is six leg? I'm old, nigga. I'm 40. I'm 40. Come on, Jack. I'm 40. I'm 40. Come on. I came up in a time where niggas just had regular letters filling their name. So, how you felt with how six nines spell his name? How you. This, this, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about six nine. I've had the uh, the the. I'm gonna say pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say pleasure. But before all that other stuff had happened, mm-hmm. with the snitching thing mm-hmm. and whatnot, he's a nice guy. But I ain't gonna even front. Once again, I was still an old nigga when he came out. <laughs> I, I, I remember uh, his uh, manager. Was it like ran me down the, the guy that he had put in jail, mm-hmm. the shoddy dude, mm-hmm. and he put him on Facetime, and I was supposed to know him. <laughs> and you were like, Nah, I was supposed to know. Him. And you were like, Nah, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, that nigga had Rambo hair, all the shit. I don't. I wasn't. It wasn't registering. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready <laughs> to accept this as our king. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. you know, we was on Facetime and everything. We were like, Yeah, OG. I'm like, OG, nigga, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. Or oh, 35. One of them. At the time, you know, yeah, he he was a uh, he was a really nice guy. He was very respectable and real cool and stuff. But I I, I didn't understand the spelling of it either because I didn't know what he was and what that 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 moment in time was when the music started to shift again. Yeah, because like even uh, even when um the Soldier Boy came out, I was six, I was Superman in the Soldier Boy video. I, I remember. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't know what the fuck that shit was at uh. That's the age. first time I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, man, real talk. People need to give you your credit on your your hey, video bro, your video bro. appearance. Hey, but real I talk, man. That. <laughs> I had shit before that. Hey, hey, Jack had a run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jack when I was 12, I was in the play with rerun yeah. from what's happening. Yeah. You know? Hey, man, but, hey Jack you was know? in the Plies video. Come on, man. Wow. That was the you same were. year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one of my and favorite Doing comedy, song. all that shit, you know. But yeah, everybody got to come from somewhere, right, Gil? You're right, yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure it's some things that, but even before uh, Goody Mob, people could go back and look at you and like, get the fuck out. Hold on. 
Gip was on Good Times. I, yeah. Hold on, Gip, Gip was a guest guest, guest uh, on a guest episode of Family Matters. Yeah, <laughs> one of Steve Rocker friends or something. Yeah, you'll see niggas in there that you like. Oh shit, he been here. Oh, yeah, he been working. He yeah. been working, and then you you keep on going until you know God says it's time for go. you to take off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I I didn't get it when the six nine thing. Was turning when you seen songs. the spelling of his name, like what no, did you I, think? I, like, I still didn't get. It. I thought it was. Get it. I thought it was. Um, was I thought it was. It was word, 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 word I'm looking for. Alternative. Yeah, there you go. Well, they, they, Alternative they, lifestyle. They, I didn't get it. But but really, but really, really, what it is is gang culture. Yeah, gang. It, that's when I real. Yeah, yeah. When, whenever and, you start, and, and you know whenever, what? Whatever you start putting numbers in. Things into your nature, it's, it's gang culture. Hey, and you know what? I had I declined his invitation to do my show because of the simple fact when they told me it was about some gang shit. Yeah, I yeah. I ain't want fuck with it. Yeah, you know because yeah. I don't really I don't listen. You know, to each his own, and no no shade to nobody that's in the gang for whatever reason you got it into that. This is not where when we, down here in Georgia we weren't really doing it like that. Yeah, it wasn't coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when when I was in high school, we were laughing at folks when they were telling us they was in gangs. Yeah, like what you? T- because it was a West Coast thing at the time. Yeah, you know, and they had to grow into what it is now. Yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, so you know, just to go back to the origin of this, yeah, six lakh threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, black. No man, I, I love black. He, he got dope music. You know, he is dope. Yeah. I, I I I got a couple of songs too. Yeah, he hard. Uh, so yeah, I like black. Um, I mean, breezy, Chris breezy, Chris Brown. Yeah, Chris breezy. Okay. Um, he got in the gang. They got weird. You know, all that rapping shit. I ain't really fucking with I mean, that. But you know, he, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I see they—they they the top for me. Right. I like I like Black and Chris right now. Okay, hey, you want to add me who I like? Yeah, please. Yeah, man. They got damn Key Sweat first album. Do it again. <laughs> they got damn I'll Be Sure first album. Come on, man. You got to get off on your own, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about that. Hold up. Hold up, man. What We got to give Jodice's song. Come on. Hey, yo. Me and, me and my dog argue about, about KC every day. Hey, you got to get Jody. You got to get them boys out of South Carolina. They do it. Yeah. Uh, um, let me see. Oh, uh, man. Hey, guy, man. Guy. Come on now. Guy. I like. Guy. Okay. Part-time I, lover. Oh, my God. Okay. It was crazy. You know, uh, I got to put Unk in there. Mr. Bobby Brown. Yeah. And then there it is. That's him. Unk. You can't beat You can't beat the Bobby. No, you can't. You gotta pull you can't, beat the, you can't beat the Bobby. Nothing beats the Bobby. <laughs> you can't beat Bobby, Bobby. birthed Chris Brown. He birthed Usher. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, he birthed the, birthed the greatest. Yeah. He, he was the turning point for R&B to get a little gangster yeah. and smooth and cool. To be the bad boy yeah. and the sex guy? Yeah, he yeah. was the guy. Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah. Them five albums right there, I watched my little rabbit out there in the front yard a whole bunch of time, man. You know, I be ten folk in Atlanta, but that's how we want it, man. A sunny Sunday, boy, some of that key sweat. Uh, boy, we about to ride Peachtree all day. Show up. <laughs> Show up. That's how we want it, man. We Show thought we up. was at the top of life. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just look at them times when we didn't. Everything was so simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was you know, very simple. No, it was very simple, man. You know, 
All you had to do was worry about your radio and your car getting stolen, man. <laughs> That's it. And you take the face off your shit yeah. and put it in your pocket. Yeah, that way, when we started learning how, we could, we could take the steering wheel off and the face off, but oh, we were straight, you, man. They'd be in the mall with a club head. with your steering wheel. They'd be in the club with it got that wood grain right here. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Sean. Let me give you a drink, Sean. You, you check your steering wheel in with your coat. Yeah. <laughs> People really don't understand. Like, it was that, it was that simple where we thought we had everything with just those little accessories. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, bro. Like, you know, as the time and gone by now, look at everybody, I'm like, man, we look like a goddamn country club, man. We look like boutique. Like everybody around here talking about, you know, what hundred thousand dollar club they go to or where they go spend five thousand dollars to eat brunch. It's just like man. Oh, you take a you take a key to chunk your car? Yeah, you oh yeah, you can't have no key no more. You yeah, can't have no key no yeah, you more. Gotta push start. Uh, you yeah, got push to push start. your shit. You, yeah, if you man. ain't got no push start, you a straight duck. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, and they got the keys now. You ain't even gotta press the push start. You just keep on the key. Button. You gotta walk by your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just so, cut on and some shit. So I'm I'm just glad that Right now, man, the Jane, giving words. Mm. Yes, sir. We already playing overseas in London. I haven't been on BBC in Neville. Yeah, and, yeah. And Jane got me on now. Daddy. You know what I mean? So for me right now, I'm happy because I feel like uh, the record is doing very good overseas. It's being very accepted over here. And I just can't wait till we get out here and get on the road and really start performing the songs for the people. That's what I wanted. So that means it's yes, a part sir. two coming. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's the crazy part. It's, it's it only been out a month and a half, and everybody asking for the part two. I'm like, damn. Well, there it is. So I it mean, is. next time y'all come on the show, y'all gotta, you know, what I'm saying, give us perform a song for it. Man. We I'm gonna have you. we gonna have our video soul shit set up then. <laughs> you know what? You remember video soul? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes, sir. Did that. And way. by the way. I heard that you was working on an album. Yes, I do. I'm a, hey, play my song. We, we, got to, we got about to get out of here so they can get my song. Yeah. Hey, this man got a song with Music Soul, child. Yeah, man, I got a song with Genuine, nigga. And Genuine. You got some got shit with Tank, too. Yeah. You, got, you got a record with Tank, right? Yeah, I got a, I, yeah. Man, I got a song with R.L. All kind, and we're going to play the song with R.L. and everything, man. I appreciate Jesus. that, James. Damn. Yeah, me and Jack go back. Like He done, he played his shit years ago. Mm. Yeah, 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 man. You know, just trying to get our welfare one day at a time, man. Hey, man. man, stop. Man, yeah, man with this show now, you just put your little, put your song things up after the show, the credits, man. Them folk buy right off TV. I was gonna yeah. make it the intro. Hey, call, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't but know why you wouldn't. Go to head then came up with that shit right there. He's hey. like, yo, you need to make your songs the intro to this shit. Hey, some, bro. It's bro. a rare condition nice. this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> you reading a good book. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, uh, I appreciate y'all coming through. Oh, man. The thank you. Show, man. This is the first, but it ain't going to be the last time. Man, y'all give it up for King James Worthy and Gip Goody. Hey. Hey, I'll see y'all next time, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's get that one out here. Hey, Wiz, take us out with my shit. Mm-hmm. He ain't got it up. Yeah, he had a lot of time, too. <laughs> <laughs> I said this. Yeah, I said this. This is older than 10 oh, years old. Older than 10 years old. Pick it up and roll it out. Come to Gallery Furniture and get yourself a beautiful new Sealy Posturepedic mattress. Get the best sleep money can buy on a Sealy Posturepedic mattress. They're all on sale right you now. You say you want a man with some money. Six figures or more. Like the finer things, but girl, I'm pretty sure you're sleeping on a mattress on the floor. 
mattress on the floor Why you always flexing? Girl, you know you acting I've been to your crib and I seen that mattress right there on the floor You say that you're only rolling foreign Gotta have 200 on the dash If the trip ain't exotic, then it's boring Say you only fly first class Well, baby, ain't got it, but I'm working towards it Just need me a shorty down to ride And of course, girl, I think you're gorgeous But are you pretty inside? You say you want a man with some money Six figures or more Sleeping on a mattress on the floor Mattress on the floor Why you always flexing? Girl, you know you acting I've been to your crib and I seen that mattress right there on the floor You say that you only wear designer You ain't coming out unless it's VIP And if I ever want that damn vagina There are certain things that you're gonna Titties done, then we can look at houses. You just want a sponsor. I am not your father. I thought you were the one, but you're not her. You say you want a man with some money. Six figures or more. Six figures or more. You swing it like the finer things. But girl, I'm pretty sure. You're sleeping on a man.